0: Welcome to the podcast of St. Basil the Great Catholic Church in Brexville, Ohio, with homilies, talks, and interviews relevant to your Catholic faith. God bless you, and enjoy. Hello, parishioners of St. Basil's. Welcome to the St. Basil Catholic Church Brexville podcast. I am Tommy Dome. I'm the director of evangelization here at the parish, and I am happy to welcome to this program, Mary Miller.
1: Hello, parishioners of St. Basil's. Um, I'm Mary Meller. I've been a parishioner for a long time at St. Basil's, but I've been married for 28 years. Um, My husband and I have three adult children. I've been teaching for 29 years, um, but the last 14 i have been at St. Christopher's School in Rocky River, and I became the parish catechetical leader at St. Basil's um, in June of 2018. So I asked
0: Mary to join me to have a little conversation about having faith like a child and how do we evangelize young children. Mary has had kids of her own, and with almost 30 years of teaching young kids about the Catholic faith, I thought she would be a great person to talk to. So, first off, what are some of the differences between the two roles? Because you have served as parent, and you've also served as a Catholic school teacher. So in general, those two roles, when we're looking at a young kid, we're trying to evangelize them and catechize them and sacramentalize them. What is the role of a parent? And what is the role of a teacher?
1: Um, since I'm at a Catholic school, I have never really distinguished the difference between the two. Parents have a responsibility to their children to catechize them in the faith But as a Catholic school teacher, I have that same role, that the 30 kids I'm in charge of for that particular school year, I'm just as responsible as the parents to make sure that they, you know, are developing their relationship with Jesus, that they understand how their faith works, help them develop their faith. So when I'm teaching, I pretend my kids, my own children are sitting there in the classroom. And I do the, I've done almost the exact same things I do with my own children at home. I also do that in the classroom.
0: So you have seen a lot of young kids over the years. So if you could pick out the young people who who get it, who you know are tuned into the faith, who you can tell, have some faith background as well. What, are, what would be some commonalities between those young kids who have faith?
1: Okay, those, um, the young kids who have faith, and I'm, I've talked to as young as first grade in our PSR program all the way through eighth grade, and at least for the kindergarten through fifth grade, they take for granted that everybody believes in Jesus. That everybody has a relationship with Jesus, that they believe, that everybody believes in God and there's no question his existence. And then the majority of them are very grateful that they have their faith. And they use their faith, like when they're in trouble at school, um, when they're having a hard time at home, when they're having a problem on a test. You know, they've told me, oh, yeah, I pray like right before a test all the time. Mm-hmm. The 6th through 8th graders begin um, questioning things a little bit more. But with all these kids, their parents take them to church on a regular basis. They go to Mass. And the parents pray with their children. And a lot of them have special prayer routines with their kids. And I'm noticing that especially at bedtime.
0: Mm-hmm
1: and who they who they encourage their children to pray for beyond themselves
0: hmm. Yeah, it's always interesting when Father Walt is doing the uh, grade school mass for the St. Michael students here on Fridays at nine a.m. Mm-hmm. and he opens it up for petitions and mm-hmm. the young the young kids get to raise their hands. It's always interesting to see what they're praying for and who they're praying for. They are just always praying mm-hmm. for grandparents, just always grandparents, and then aunts and uncles yeah. is also just a huge, mm-hmm. huge one.
1: And I know, like when you talk about special intentions with kids, I always have had children in my class that there ends up being somebody that we pray for every day all year long. Like this year, it's this little girl in my class, Dee. Dee she has a handicapped brother. So every day she prays for Harry. Hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: What would you say are the biggest factors that determine if our young children will keep the faith and keep practicing when they grow up?
1: Well, one is their parents' example, that their parents have their own faith as a priority and that they share that faith in some kind of community, hopefully uh, within their parish, and that the children have other adults in their lives that are good examples of their faith. And that could be aunts and uncles, grandparents, but that could also be like if you have family friends that are Catholic and have strong faith that your children are spending time with those people as well. Mm -hmm. And then if they have a good experience at their parish and that there's opportunities at their parish or in their schools for individual growth, for retreats, for fun programs, for service opportunities, Okay. those kinds of things.
0: What would be a, a message of encouragement and a message of warning okay. to parents of young kids right now? Given what you have seen over the years and where, where we're at right now,
1: mm-hmm. what would
0: you say to encourage young kids' parents and to keep an eye out for?
1: Probably my strongest encouragement of parents is to make weekend mass a habit that you go, that that is the one thing every week that your kids can count on, that you're going to go to Mass. And when you're at Mass, that you are an active participant. The parent is singing the songs, doing the responses. Their child is seeing them fully engaged in the Mass. I myself didn't realize how important that habit was with my own children until my son was in seventh grade. And he and I and my younger daughter, who was in fifth grade at the time, went to Chicago. We were only going to be there Saturday afternoon through Monday morning. And I had no intention of going to mass on Sunday because we had never been to Chicago before and I was going to get the most out of that trip. So about 8.30 in the morning on Sunday morning, my son comes out of the bathroom and says, hey, what time are we going to Mass today? I said, I don't know. I have to call the front desk and find out when we're going. (laughs) And I don't know many seventh grade boys that would come out of the bathroom asking when they were going to go to Mass that day. Mm -hmm. But because it was, that's when I realized that was an important habit that I had developed in my kids. And we went to Mass that day, and it only took an hour out of our day mm-hmm. in Chicago. So um, so I encourage parents to make Mass a habit that no matter what else is going on in your life, your kids can count on you going to Mass. The other thing that I would encourage um, parents is that they pray with their kids. Pray with them in the morning before they leave or if you're leaving the house together that you come up with a prayer routine for the day, a prayer that you can send them off or that you're sending yourselves off into the world that day, that you pray at all meals, whether it's in your own kitchen or if it's at a restaurant, and that at bedtime you pray with your kids, teaching them how to reflect on their day, and then you know just asking for guidance throughout the night. And then I think it's really important for kids to see us pray when some kind of tragedy occurred, whether it's your family mm-hmm. in the community in the world, that they understand that you stop everything to ask for God's grace in whatever situation is going on. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, what
0: would be what would be so, a message of of warning, of things warning. to look out for and keep an eye out for?
1: Well, I would always make sure that you are taking every opportunity to talk to your kids. It's pretty easy when they're younger, but when they get a little bit older, so I'm talking like fifth grade and up, I would set up situations where you could talk to your kids where, it, where the conversation will flow easily, and that would be like driving in the car, washing dishes, playing a game where they don't have to look at you, and you can kind of prompt some questions or prompt some conversations of stuff that you might be worrying about. You know, I would be well aware of what they are doing. Like, I wouldn't give them a cell phone until eighth grade, and I would keep control of that cell phone through their senior year of high school. So that you know what websites they're going on, who they're communicating with, and let them know that that, if you do give them technology, that it is a privilege Mm -hmm. and something that you have control over. It's not something that they can just do on their own.
0: And if they want to have a cell phone before that older appropriate age, then to have a basic phone. And not a smartphone, just because really yes. the big stickler is internet access, which gives you access to all the, all the apps. And, I mean, every, every cruel, every raunchy thing in the world has found a place on the internet, and it's just a couple taps away. Oh, correct. And students are getting better and better at finding it and finding ways mm-hmm. around our safeguards and our guardrails. So as long as you can keep the mm-hmm. internet out, that's what we're trying to do, trying to do in mm-hmm. our families. Uh, one, one Catholic evangelist I know says that regarding adult content and adult sexual content, that the smartphone has made all that stuff affordable, accessible and anonymous. And it never used to be that way. You used to have to go to an X-rated theater or you used to have to go to a gas station to buy a magazine, but now everything is affordable and accessible and anonymous. And that is, uh, that's a scary combination mm-hmm. there.
1: And always remember that you are the parent. You're, you're not their friend. <laughs> you are their parent. And sometimes that's hard and you have to say no. You, and it's for their benefit, even though it might be hard and they might be get really upset about it.
0: Yeah, it's every um, parent's decision which battles to fight and which hills mm-hmm. to die on. But seeing what I saw as a youth minister and seeing the statistics out there, it's just it's just like everything I don't mm-hmm. want my child being exposed to, they are exposed mm-hmm. to through media, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. So we're trying to be... You know, really Mm -hmm. hyper-vigilant on that front, at least. Mm -hmm. All right, what about, uh, since this is, we don't want to sound real dire about our circumstances, but we do have a culture that decades ago used to be mildly supportive of religion and, and then was neutral and now in some ways seems like it's openly antagonistic towards religion. What would be a message of hope for parents who look out there and say, oh, my gosh, there's just so many things trying to twist my son's or daughter's worldview and ensnare them in sin. What, what is a message of hope for parents of young kids who are worried?
1: Make sure you're talking to your kids and make sure you're surrounding them by other families that believe in the same things you do so that you're not the oddball, like that your kids don't see you as the oddball. They see you as there are a community of faith-filled other families and parents, and the best place to find that is at your local church. And if your church that is near you, we're lucky at St. Basil's, we have a ton of young families. But if you're in a parish where there aren't a ton of young families, find a parish, you know, close enough to you that does have young families, so that you can start developing those relationships, so that you have a natural support system, and that you're raising kids the same way that other people of like minds are raising their kids.
0: Absolutely. Okay. I, I would also say um, the things that try and keep me. Keep me hopeful when I see the culture is that every one of our children or friends or family members are always one prayer away from God. No matter what they've done, no matter what they have gotten themselves into. I mean they can come back to the sacraments. It's one confession no matter what they've done, and they are back receiving Holy Communion mm-hmm. and can be there every week and can uh, uh, just just the, the amount of opportunities to come back to come back to church, no matter how far you veer off the path, God has always created a path back to that uh, that way that he wants to wants us to go
1: mm-hmm. And it's important to share that with your kids so that they mm-hmm. know that.
0: Yeah, that God is way more forgiving than I am.
1: Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. Are there any
0: resources in particular you would recommend to parents?
1: I have for a long time used LoyolaPress.com. They have a lot of resources for parents of of young children or children of all ages. There's also some adult materials. Um, the one thing they've developed over the last couple of years is a thing called the Three-Minute Retreat and it is a nice way to start your day or end your day and it's something you could share your share with your children.
0: Yeah, as I as my wife and I look at how to how to expose our kids to the faith, you know, every new DVD or special book that comes out or illustrated bible, like we try them all. Like the mm-hmm. Lego Bible, the the Lego catechism, just anything, even if we only read two or three chapters of it and and then they get sick of it just anything that might help them be interested in it and get some of those messages in, even through osmosis or just in the back of their minds. There are more resources than ever before for Catholics and their mm-hmm. kids. So it's out there. Just and kids
1: love that... DVDs and movies and show them healthy ones. Don't let them see things at RPG or...
0: And our PG-3-2. parish our parish has a, a Formed subscription now, so you can go to basilthegreat.formed.org, and there's a whole kids section there with kids' cartoons and even puppets for, for younger kids. The last thing I was thinking was, you know, our young kids are going to catch us doing a myriad of things. They're going to catch us exercising, or they're going to catch us playing on our phones, or they're going to catch us watching TV, or they're going to catch us reading the Bible. And every time a, teen, a young person walks in on us doing something, that's a lesson, you know, that the Bible is important to us, or prayer is important to us, or the rosary is important to us, or Netflix is important to us, or video games are important to us. And th- those lessons will stick one way or another, good or bad. Well, are there any uh, closing thoughts or uh, anything mm-hmm. else that you would, you would want to share with uh, our young parents?
1: Yeah, don't hesitate to reach out to, like to me, to anybody on um, a parish staff. We're here to help you, and sometimes all you need is to be affirmed in what you're doing is, is, is right. I know you can always contact me if you have any questions about what you're doing with your kids.
0: That's a great point. One of the things we mentioned earlier was that there are many different roles of people who will evangelize kids, and some of it's going to be parents, and some of it's going to be priests, and some of it's going to be parish staff members and PSR teachers and Catholic school teachers, and everybody has a role, and if you ever need help, uh, certainly come to the parish for recommendations on everything from books to videos to Catholic vacations, all kinds of things. We want to help. We want to help equip parents in this most important task of passing on the faith. Mm -hmm. Well, thanks for listening, and be sure to send your kids to PSR and subscribe to this podcast. You can search for the title St. Basil Catholic Church Brexville in your favorite podcasting app. You can also find these at our website, basilthegreat.org. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. And if you want to really supercharge your faith, then the daily plan would be pray every day, read some of the Bible every day, and pray the rosary every day like Our Lady asked. And every week, get to Mass. Every month, get to confession. And every year, a retreat or a pilgrimage. If you did that, Every day, week, month, and year, then your faith and the faith of your family will reach new heights. Well, thank you very much, Mary, for being here and for the time. God bless you and your continued education of our young people. Thank you, Tommy. God bless you, everybody. St. Basil the Great, pray for us. We hope you enjoyed this audio from our parish. You can find other homilies, talks, and interviews at our website, basilthegreat.org, or by subscribing to this podcast in your favorite app. Just search for St. Basil Catholic Church Brexville. St. Basil the Great, pray for us.